it. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> Yo. Another edition of the iOS podcast. I'll be completely honest with you, Jack Fritz. I didn't think I had that yo in me. We all know. Well, I'm heartbroken right now about sports. I'm I'm angry about sports. But you know what? Pitchers and freaking catchers, buddy. And I can't say that like it, like pitchers and catchers to me every year is such a special day. It's such a joyous day. It's such a day that really matters. And like I can't say that I'm quite where I normally am for pitchers and catchers. I'll get there. I am, but pitchers and catchers. And, and I can't, I can't undersell that. Like baseball's back. And that is, that is really, really exciting. No matter how much I hate sports right now. How you doing? I love sports right now. It's so it's so good to be back. It's so yeah, good to be I think back. this pod is 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 all going to be Jack convincing me to be excited about sports again after being like just absolutely gutted. like gutted, just yes. my guts and soul ripped from my body and thrown on a wet, disgusting football field in the biggest game of the year, just stomped on and crapped on and we don't curse on this podcast and i just restrained myself twice and you didn't even know it so i'm I'm still a pro even though i'm devastated but you know i look i i love the phillies and it's gonna be awesome but um how you doing pal yeah you're you're upset too don't act like you're just totally fine i know i know you're i know you're you are excited with the phillies and for you that is a bomb that is uh that will you know get you back but um that was tough well, yeah. Um, so I was heartbroken about the Eagles um, till about ten oh five this morning. I think it was that <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. I saw Andrew Painter throwing uh, to JT Realmuto, and everything was like, "Dude, this is great." And then I saw, <laughs> and then I saw Trey Turner uh, hit a hit a car at batting practice. And I don't know about you, but I keep forgetting Trey Turner's a Philly, like. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they added mm-hmm. they added the best shortstop in baseball. I know, it's and ridiculous. It's like, and it's like it's just it's so like we we talked about it, but like I was like the Gregory Soto thing was massive. Yeah, like, they just got better. Like they definitively, no doubt, got better. You know, other obviously the Harper for half a season thing matters and all that, but like they got better. Like they got better this offseason, definitively better. Yeah. Um. So. You know, seeing uh, you know, uh, mitts popping and and balls. Oh, oh the no, crack of the bat. Yeah. The yeah, crack the of the pop, bat. The mitt pop the first mitt pop pop of the year is 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 definitely holy. That is the special sound, no doubt. No, it's 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 awesome. Um so listen, the Eagles hurt. And like, you know, I, I, I'm a, obviously a, a Phillies guy first, which seems to offend a lot of people. I'm not totally <laughs> sure why. Um, oh, it's because it's, you bring this on yourself. Don't act like you play no role in it. You definitely shove it in people's faces at times when they don't want you to. Well, and that's why. 
Well, and, and if I, just being completely honest, you know, being in the trust tree here and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, bringing people into our lives. Uh, so Sunday when the Eagles lost, I did have the idea of tweeting Phil season. But... <laughs> you read the moment well. Thank you for not doing that. But I was like, you know what? Not tonight. Like, yeah. not, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let these people be. Um, because listen, <laughs> I, 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 so I'm actually surprised at how crushed I was by the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just being totally truthful, like it, it, it hurt me more than the Phillies. And I know that I think would surprise people, but the Phillies were so weird because it was like, first off, we shouldn't have been there. Uh, and what a run, what a run, dude. What a run. There were more still through the Super Bowl, like 15 better moments in the Phillies run than the best moment in the Eagles run. I mean, what are we well, talking about? Now, I think we'll look back and I think we'll look back and say game five was gutting. Um, you know, I think I had a similar feel after game five. Game six, it was just like I the way I don't explain it is that game five was it was like that's when it kind of felt like the magic had run out. Um, and you literally, game... I will, you, I was with you and you literally, when that game ended, turned to me and said, the first words you said to me when that game ended was the Phil's just lost the world series. That's literally what you, you knew it in the moment. Like the moment that game ended, you're like, it's done. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I felt like the magic was over. You know, the, the Mancini play, the Chaz, Chaz catch, whatever, um, the, the Brandon Marsh at bat, but the, the, uh, <laughs> a couple a good couple of months here. It's so funny because it's been a great couple of months. I know it with like just some crushing losses. Just well, it's so easily. Yeah. Again, like think about it in the last decade, literally decade, we have only had three teams get to the championship round of their sport and two of them happened this year it's just the other one won and like you know no one else so it is by far just from like playoff success the most successful year in the last you know since like oh eight oh nine whatever you want to say like as a city and it's been <laughs> soul crushing <laughs> soul crushing uh, um but somehow the Eagles made it like that much worse. That you know? much worse. Like that, that much worse. I will look back way. And again, the Eagles were way more dominant. Like they were a better team than the 2022 Phillies were the 2022 Eagles. But I will absolutely look back at the 2022 Phillies team and run more fondly then I will look back at the 2022 Eagles team and run because of how it ended. Like the way it ended, just like I, I will recognize the dominance and I appreciate it. And like, if, if they win a Super Bowl down the road, you'll look back at it differently and Jalen will get one and all that type of stuff. And it, I'll remember it as Jalen's breakout year and all that stuff. But ultimately like, like even though the Phillies loss in the moment was painful, it really was you. Everyone saw us talking like, I am at the point with that Phillies run where even though I'm bummed they lost, I can look back and say like, that was, we don't curse on this podcast, but that was bleeping awesome. Like that was bleeping awesome. Like what a run. Like, I can't believe we got all those moments and all those things. And we were down the ballpark for the freaking two clinchers and the world series games. And like, we got this amazing thing. And the, I know the Eagles season was, was like that. And it was an amazing season, but like, yeah, they just kind of dominated all year and then it ended in like the most painful, horrible way possible that like I I just I don't know how I won't look back on that 
like, and rem- I'll always look back on that and remember the pain before I remember the good. Whereas with the Phillies season, I will look back on the good, then the pain. Does that make sense? Hate to hear it. Um, it is what it is. Well, it's just facts. Well, it's funny because like before we just uh, started recording the podcast, I came in and I put on dancing on my own, and it doesn't. Oh, even Jack like... was singing it. Jack was singing it. Oh, yeah. just right That's back. We're at... laughing. Like if you if you catch the beginning of this 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 broadcast, we come into it laughing because right as Jack's like hitting the live button, he's singing like dancing it all night. Like he's like getting into it, and it was like you know. We were because, laughing. Yeah, it was just, good. It's they're fun. the greatest. Um, fun, and yeah. what's so cool is that, um, like, just just seeing the. Good. Actually, let me correct what I was saying. You were going, I'm in the corner. Yep. That's that the part you were saying. Um, just want to get it right. But uh, no, you know, and and what's so cool this year, James, is that you know the guys are down there, and you know, uh, Shore was wearing a shirt yesterday, yesterday saying like bleeping fills. And they're all just like happy and joking around. And it's, it's like, they feel like our guys, you know what I mean? Like, I think we got so guys, cool. Jack, we well, got guys. Well, because we talked for a while. It was like, you know, like these guys are all from the outside coming in here and like, it's hard to build a culture and whatnot. It's hard to, you know, if guys haven't had equity in the franchise, like it's hard for, for them to kind of come together and bond together. And it just seems like they picked up right where they left off and they added in Trey Turner and like harp's not even out there right now. You know, it's like, Schwarber being the vibes guy, Turner hitting cars and Kevin Long busting his chops and and like Andrew Painter's the talk of camp and like JT's talking about him today. And it's just like they're all back, dude. And it's like, I know that I know the Eagles lost. I understand. It's heartbroken. I was heartbroken too. But like it's 75 degrees, it's sunny and clear water right now. Mitts are popping, bats are cracking, the fills are back. And in like less than like, like we're talking about baseball in a month, man. All like right, in less than a month, me, the twenty fifth, the twenty fifth of freaking March or of, of, of February, we got nine days. We got nine days until we see the Phillies play baseball again. And like they should go to the World Series every year because it's way better when they go to the World <laughs> Series. And there's like no time in between. I know they lost. It was crushing. They lost, but like. The way that they are talking in camp right now, the way they're vibing around in camp, the way they're bouncing around, the way that they're throwing bullpens, the way that John Middleton's just like watching bullpens and hanging around, Chase Utley's at fantasy camp. I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all coming together at the right time. It's like it's the I know it's not I know you're not over it, James. I know you're not over it. But for me, it was the perfect elixir and it reminded me of the things that truly matter, and that is Phillies baseball. So that was the uh, of every single thing. And Emily's trying to say nice things. And, you know, we've done therapy sessions, basically every single show, four radio shows I've done this week. And every single one has been some form of therapy session. And I honestly, a day one, I was like Monday, I was absolutely crushed. Like I wasn't even angry. I was just, you saw me. I was like despondent. Like it's, I, I like, honestly, it's one of the saddest days I've had in the last like 20 years of my life. Like it really was like, I was really, 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 really sad. I felt devastated. And then Tuesday I was really angry and Wednesday I was really angry. And today it was like angry and sad, but not like quite as bad. What you just did there was by far the best I felt like that was a, that was they should, that should be in the freaking 2023 World Series DVD. All right, Phillies, that speech right there, when it all plays out, put that in there because that was awesome. Thank when you. someone had I to, do, when... I do feel better. Like, honestly, I, we never lie to the Iowa listeners. Like, I feel, I feel a little bit better. Like, that, oh. I, like you said, I'm not over it. I won't be over it for, for a while. I'll never really be over it in a certain no. way, but like, no. but. 
but that was that was good, man. That was good. I'm excited. Let's go. Well, the Eagles loss is like it's one of those losses that and we talked about this today, you know, off the air or whatever. But it's one of those losses that you'll tell your your kids about, you tell your grandkids <laughs> about, like, oh, like for 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 your generation and like the end of my parent, like not not your generation. This actually isn't an old joke, even though it's usually an old <laughs> joke. But for like the generation above you, I would say everyone talks about the '64 collapse. You know, totally. They totally. talk about they talk about Davy Lopes is is out at first base. Mm-hmm. You know, Forever. they talk Chico J- Ruiz, buddy. Chico Ruiz. They talk about Joe Carter. They talk about um, ah, you know, well, Joe they, Carter for sure. It's like the '81 Super Bowl is like whatever. You know, it's like it, yeah. Well, I mean, they just lost quick. Like uh, Jaws threw a uh, pick on the first pass he threw. They were down like quick and easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, O two and and uh, you know the O four Super Bowl, which I never really considered heartbreaking. Um, I didn't either, Jack. For me, everyone like people talked about this that this that week, and I would this whole that I never thought we were beating that Patriots team. Like I went into that game not expecting to win, and everyone's like it was close, and it was like yeah, kinda like it was close at halftime, and then. The Patriots had a 10 point lead and we had a 10 minute drive to score. And, and it just fell over that whole time. That whole time it fell over. I'm right there with you. Like that wasn't as crushing to me. Like that Patriots team was great. It was their third Super Bowl in like five years or six years or whatever. Well, and then um, Phil's losing a 10 and 11 Less. crushing. Um, and, and, and then this Eagles thing. Like, I think, I think game five for me is still going to, like, I will always be crushed by what happened in, in here in, in game five. Mm-hmm. I think, but I feel like I'm in, a, in the minority there. You know, I don't think many people bring up Taiwan Wall or uh, uh, Brandon Marsh and, and Chaz yeah. and, and well, all that. Well, they do. I mean, it was, it was crushing. It was crushing. It was definitely Chaz crushing. Sure. Honestly, I think people bring up Reese more. I think people bring up the Reese defensive. Oh, the error? Yeah. Know, I, it doesn't, I know what happened. But it just it it never well, really. It's coupled because with his bat late too, he had the bat the bat and the there. But I agree, yeah. I look. I mean, the Marsh bat was unforgivable. I mean, the Marsh bat and and the play that I think that we will remember, it's talked about. But the play that I think that will age the worst is the the Mancini play. Um, yeah, just because that ball was smoked, it was right down the line. That guy and he was just at there. Defense. He was just there. He was yeah, just on the line. Yeah, yeah, that was a hit. It hit. So yeah, you're. It's a great point. And uh, also, I also think though, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, but then, but then I was gonna say, like, the Eagles losing that Super Bowl. Like we did it today. There's five things that I think you could complain about for the rest of eternity. Yeah. And and that is the punt return, the fumble, uh, Jonathan Gannon slash defensive line, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the penalty and the flag. flag and the turf. Like yeah. five things that I think for the next thirty well, years, forever, forever, unless they win. Unless right. they win, and then, then it's then we'll still all talk forgiven. about it. But I agree, I'm not all forgiven. But we will still think of the Super Bowl that we got kind of that they blew, and that we kind of feel like we got cheated out of in in some ways. So like I'm I'm so with you, and also the point of like where I agree, Game Five was a crushing loss, like especially in hindsight where you just lose six and it's over. But it's also not like this series wasn't over. In that game, like it wasn't over, you still were in it in five until the you're you're not, you know, like you're an homer, like so, like, but it wasn't the finality of it. Whereas in in the Super Bowl, it was like it's one night, one game, it's all there in your hands, and like for it, and especially for it to end with that flag and that cold in that spot, and and you know we're not gonna get into all of it, but just for it to feel so empty and so like that, that's it. All right. That's the end. This whole thing is ending there. Cool. Yep. 
cool. Like it just, that's why so many NFL fans, that's why like NFL, like broadcasters and all these people, I mean, it was it, this for once. It wasn't just like Philly fans being like that shouldn't have thrown that flag. It was like freaking Kirk Herbstreit who calls games for the NFL was like, this is like, I can't believe they threw it. Greg Olson said on the broadcast twice, doubled down in the post game. Like it was, you know, all Pat McAfee, like all these like real big NFL people. So it's like, I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll never get over it. I'll never get well, over it. So I think it's the finality of it. Whereas like in five, yeah, you knew it was over and we did, but like, I still had hope. I knew, I knew logically they weren't going to go to Houston most likely and win both. But like when Wheeler came out and looked nasty and I was like, I was like, all right, we, you, we could like, why the hell not? Like this team's been unreal and special. So like, I think because we had that tiny upswing or hope after it, it doesn't hit as hard as well, the finality of the Super Bowl. And I mean, and the, Schwar- and the Schwarber Homer, ah, feel- the Schwarber on uh, Homer Homer, the whole thing. No. Ah. Well, well I, I mean, he did hit one in game six that, Gives oh yes, yeah. To get it started, another great point. Yeah, but then I was talking about the foul pole, and then the, you know that. Yep. Oh God, the game, the game. They're both scarring. They're both scarring. <laughs> and I was gonna save this for the take bag, but I feel like while we're kind of comparing these two teams and like what we've been through in the last couple months, I really think the Phillies have a better chance of getting back there first than the Eagles. I do too. I do too. I'm. I think it's a great take. Like I, I know that thing. I know that sounds surprising given, you know, like Jalen's ascended to a top five quarterback and people say that's all that matters. But like for as good as Jalen was this year, I, I feel like a lot of his also like their roster is overwhelmingly better than most teams in the NFL. Um, yeah, and now they gotta pay him and and so much lot. Twenty two of twenty two starters playing in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Like, Brock Purdy. That'll never happen to Brock Purdy. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Like, like the I, 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 I'm right there with you, buddy. And we saw with that last Eagles team out just how hard it is to ratchet it back up. And granted, they won, so they had a different kind of you know motivation or whatever. But like, you know, I saw a stat today that blew my mind that that and I'm Burrow, I'm sure, or Hurts, one of those guys will, will break this. But like, of the 17 last quarterbacks uh, who went to their first Super Bowl and lost, none of them ever got back again. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Burrow and Hertz are on that list. So, like, I'm guessing at least one of the two will. And like, I really do believe in Hertz. I think he's a superstar, and I'm I'm like, he's great. But it's it's freaking hard. Yeah. I, it took it took 23 years of my life to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and I've only seen it three times. And as you we talk about, I'm freaking old, man. It's hard, you know. The Phillies, like, and I think this Phillies team is well built for this next period of time right now, where they are really. And and I like the vibes. I think vibes matter in the playoffs. I think it matters to get you through a season. We talk about that all the time. Like I'm with you. And I just think like we it's it look the history of baseball if, over the last 20 years, let's say, or the modern era of both sports, you know, says it's unless you're the Patriots, says it's a lot easier to get back to the World Series can set multiple years over a certain period of time, like a, a five year run than it is for football teams too. It, it's just a fact. Well, and, and here's my thing is that um, it, like I, there's obviously there's no salary cap, but at, at the same time, like Turner's here, uh, Harper's in his prime, Schwarber's in his prime, JT is, is in his prime. 
Marsh, Stott, and Bum all theoretically should get better. We'll see what they do with Reese. I mean, I know he's going to be here for this year, but, you know, I mean, maybe they give him a, a contract extension after this year and he, he stays here and he's a Philly for life and all that stuff. Um, but that's a really good core. You combine that with the bullpens finally getting figured out um, and they seem like they have more guys coming through the pipeline. You know, uh, a guy that I feel like I've let the city down and, and not get excited about because like, I just haven't seen him that much, but um seems like he's going to be in their plans a lot is Andrew Baker. Um, you know, he's, he's been talked about a lot. Like remember like 2018 Sir Anthony where there, oh, there was oh, stories. Oh, 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 well, there were oh, stories in uh, spring yeah, training. Of course I do. Where it was like, this guy's going to be insane. Um, yeah. So I, I think we're kind of, you know, we talk, we're, there's talk of like, Oh, maybe they should make more bullpen additions. I think he's going to be their final piece of the bullpen. Um, but then you just, you think about Andrew Painter and you think about Zach Wheeler and we'll see what they do with Nola. Um, Cause now after you Darvish signed yesterday, he's by far the number one uh, free agent on the starting market next year. Mm-hmm. So like he could go to market and, and probably command 30, 30 million a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, Darvish got what six for one Oh eight and it's going to end when he's 42, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. what, can, what can Nola get out there? You know? Yep. So, um, you know, you just, we've talked about this a lot, but not only is there no salary cap, but it's also like they're building everything underneath the surfaces to where there should be this wave and wave of talent that are going to help facilitate the major league roster, help facilitate the bullpen, help facilitate, you know, the hitters and we'll see what they do. And if guys aren't good enough, then they can just move on and and get better talent in here. Um, So I just, there's such a good feeling about these two franchises, but if I had to choose the one that I think is going to go back first, like, the way the Phillies are talking so far and, and the way that like it's almost the motivating factor they have this spring training and the relaxed, like there are guys kind of feel early, I think is massive. And, and, and it's a lot. It reminds me a lot of 07 to 08. Now, obviously, the 07 team got swept and, and it wasn't great, but they got there. Now, the Phillies went on a magical run and got to the World Series. And um, now it's like we got to do it again and we got to get back there again because like we said, all throughout the run and after the run, is like, how can that not be intoxicating for these guys? Like, how can they How can they be at spring training today and not be like, dude, get me to CBP, man. <laughs> like, I know we got to go te- go to Texas in the first weekend of the year and watch DeGrom get shelled because he's hurt already. You think uh, DeGrom's pitching? I don't. That oh, maybe we'll see him in the second start. half. Maybe yeah, we'll see him in the second half of the year. That start. No chance. But I just, I I, I, I can't wait. And, and, I've, and I've kind of been trying to shield my expectations, James, because like, I know how hard it is to get back. I, I understand all of that, but I just, there's just this feeling about this team that they're going to, they're going to, they're going to make noise again. I'm not saying they're going to the world series because I think that's unfair, but, but I was much more worried about a lull than I already am early in spring trading. And apparently like secondary market tickets for, for Bay care ballpark are like, you know, like actual ticket prices again. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's so funny to me how in one season or really six months, everyone's like, oh, baseball's fun again. Like, let's, like, let's go, let's go spend money and fly to Clearwater and flock the streets and, and sell out Bay Care Ballpark and like cheer these guys on. It's, it's, uh, it's a good spot to be back. And, uh, we're almost there. Yeah, we're buddy. Almost there. Yeah, and like you said, they're gonna. I mean, they're they 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 upgraded the roster, so you know. I and I I like we can't to you to to people who've listened to this podcast for a long time. 
like literally one of the earliest like running themes that I remember is us talking about the Phillies just not knowing how to win and how important that was. And, and in the September collapse, after September collapse, after September collapse, we just kept going back to this theme of like how important it was to know how to win big games and what it takes to win those games and to get through the full season and all that stuff. And, and look, we can't say that now that they know how to win, now that this group literally showed that they can really come through in big spots and moments and and bond together and rise above and do something special like we can't now not say that that isn't going to matter to us going into the season right like we can't have said how important that is for years and then not say hey this team has that experience now and that should be valuable heading into this season and through the course of the season and ultimately when the games matter most and you have to win games in September. So I'm right there with you. And again, I think they're a, a, a deep team, a talented team. And, you know, I, I think they've really kind of filled up all the holes. You know, you could say depth in the starting rotation is, is a question, obviously. Um, but, you know, I mean, falter for a regular season guy, as long as he's not making playoff starts again, you know, that's fine. And, and painter being the wild card of this, just like insane upside guy where they just have to be super, super smart with him in terms of making sure he's there for games that really matter. But man, I mean, the upside with that kid, like we've talked about, if you know, the, the guys, I saw someone in the chat and we're going to get to chat comments in a bit. If you, have, you want to throw some questions in, whatever, um, we'll get to that in a couple minutes here. But I saw someone say Andrew painters doc good. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, you know, like someone at the age of 19, 20 can just come out to the majors and absolutely dominate because they're just that freaking good. And like Painter, like that, he fits the profile for that. Like, obviously, we have to come, see him come up and do it in the biggest moments. And look, you know my thing, Jack. Athletes are humans. Like, you know, Andrew Painter's never pitched in a major league stadium with a ton of people looking at him and, and on TV and all that. Like, who knows? But, but, but I, but, but. What did I tell him at the NLCS? Yeah, exactly in, right. In, in part of a, a huge crowd. I said, "See you next year." So yeah, so he feels good now. He feels like he's so he knows he knows what's like. Jack. He knows what's like. Jack. So that's the point. But like, I think like he fits the profile. Someone who could be Doc good and like someone who could come in the league and just like be a Cy Young candidate as like a nineteen or twenty year old rookie. Like, like you know, what I mean. And again, I'm not expecting that. I don't think he'll pitch enough innings, all that type of stuff. But well, I'm, I'm saying I'm talent, talent wise, he could do that. So there is, I'm just, people should be really excited. I will say the one thing I was thinking about when you're talking about the two teams, and, I, and again, I think this is actually a really good thing, and that I agree, if I had to bet on one of these two teams to win the championship, the World Series, or the Super Bowl in the next, let's say, three years, I would bet on the Eagles before, or excuse me, i bet on the Phillies before I bet on the Eagles. But I will say I do think both teams have a real chance, especially when you consider that the, the NFC being just a trash conference right now with trash quarterbacks. So... I, like, look, I, again, it's so funny. I, I was just talking about this and, and we were just talking about this earlier where it's like the idea I was talking about with a buddy where it's like he was like, who's not from here? He's um he's a Chicago fan. And he was like, yes. Yeah. So he's like, has this been like an awesome year or a horrible year? And And I was like, we were just talking about it. And I do think that, you know, I think the hope that it gives us about the next few years is probably why it's more awesome than the pain of the losses. Um, in the moment, but you know, I think there's real hope, and and I think the Phillies, like again, I would not be surprised at all if they go to the World Series. I wouldn't at all. 
Well, it's so funny how we went from what maybe a year and a half ago of like, what is the Phillies' path to ever winning a championship in Price's oh, yeah. prime? You know, like what, like what's the path? What's the path? And then it turns out it's just like, oh, sign Schwarber and sign Gaslock. Well, Cassianos to, to an extent. Oh uh, well, I mean, yeah, you mean everyone's going to be saying that when the Cassianos breakout happens. Don't worry. So this is really funny because, like, um, this is actually around the time that we started the podcast. Like, I think, I think we probably started 2017, 2018 range or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at this because obviously, I'm sure a lot of people know. Um, you know, hey, last midday show for me tomorrow, and then morning show is coming and all that and big life change and all that. But I was thinking about like the midday show and I was thinking about the years that we've done it and how it started in October of 2016. And I looked, oh. at the, I know adorable. So after the 2016 Philly season, but I looked up the 20, I wanted to see like, all right, what was the first open? Cause you know, we're nerds and we care about dumb things and we're obsessed with Phillies, Jack and I, um, and Philadelphia sports. I was like, all right, I like, I want to look up and see what was the, the first opening day lineup for the fills that that i covered that you know we were we were a part of or just the opening day team and like dude like oh my god man like oh my god you look at this roster here i'm actually going back to the opening day i pulled up the 2017 fills let me let me actually wow, team was a great year are you kidding let me let me let me actually get can... the opening <laughs> lineup for you just i want to i want to i want to well, while, you're, right, riffing, so, while you're i'm riffing. here i'm here i'm ready for it, but go ahead if i, I okay, like well i'm just saying like i think i would take the 2017 fills over the 2018 19 or 20 fills in a heartbeat like so, all Terrace Grand Slam off Kershaw, Reese Hoskins coming up. Like it was a magical time. 66 win baseball team. Ready? <laughs> um, so uh, are, here we are. Ready? This is the 2017 Phillies lineup. This is the very, so six years ago. This is six years ago. Like six, not even. This is uh, uh, in April, six years ago. Uh, this is, okay, ready? April 3rd, six years ago. This was the Philadelphia Phillies starting opening day lineup. Your opening day catcher, Cameron Rock. Of course, yeah. Your opening day first baseman, Tommy Joseph. Tommy Joseph, yes. Yep, yep. Do you want to guess? Is that would that be more Second fun? Second baseman, Cesar Hernandez. That was an obvious one. Shortstop, Freddie Galvis. Yep, and third is third pretty base, obvious. Michael Franco. Yep. So just real quick, real quick, just to summarize, an infield of Joseph, Cesar, Franco, Galvis. Okay, keep going. Your your left, le- left fielder. Uh, would that be, was that the Cedric Hunter year? No. So the left fielder, in my opinion, the best, like was not for the Phillies, but the best major league baseball player career wise in this lineup. You'll never get it. Peter Borges. Howie Kendrick. Oh man. They traded him that, uh, that, that, <laughs> that year. And then they won a world series a couple years later. Is it really a nice baseball player? But again, Howie Kendrick, I, not, Howie Kendrick, I, I did too. But again, like he is, I think probably the best career of all the guys. Unless I mean, this is the back end of the career. All right. Uh, obviously center fielder, I think relatively obvious. Oh, right? Yep. And then, and then right field. Uh, how, how about it? Give it to me. Lefty. Left hand oh, Michael Saunders. Michael Saunders. That was so and your starter. I'm 2017. You want to remember Jeremy Hellickson. Jeremy Hellickson. So six years ago, six years ago, <laughs> the Phillies opening day lineup was Cameron Rupp, Tommy Joseph, Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco, Freddie Galvis, Howie Kendrick, Odubel Herrera, Michael Saunders. And Jeremy Ellickson. Yeah, dude, we've come a freaking long way. Well, like a long a, way. Was that the year that uh, 
Jen Mar was so lucky for the first like, <laughs> yeah, like did he have like yeah. 30 some saves and he was just uh, getting shelled but it's right at people I love Jen Mar Gomez man I don't I, I bring it back now fantasy. I bring it back now man. we we love him because of fantasy we probably had him at the right moment in fantasy on, like, ah. he was the Derek Lowe of closers with that sinker man he, he can it. still pitch today um but yeah no and uh the, listen those, those are the years that you go through just for for these moments I agree know? with you Dude, I agree with you. I think that we go through those years to have a chance to win championships. I was so I was so pumped about Michael Saunders. Like 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 I was sadly too. sadly excited about Michael Saunders. Yeah. All right. And AJ Burnett in 14. I was really excited about Oh, him. buddy. Uh, and Aaron Durang. Oh yeah, I was excited about Aaron Durang. I mean, again, so many of those guys, like Jay Bruce. I was excited about Jay Bruce and Well, Jay Bruce is like supposed to help him contribute and make like a major league team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that was later. Jay Bruce yeah. is a little later. Yeah. Jay Bruce is nineteen. Yeah. Jay Bruce is nineteen. Um, yeah, those teams, God, God, <laughs> dude. What a what a run. All right. Um, let's do we'll get to the take bag coming up. Uh, you got anything else before we do some YouTube comments? Nah, nah, let's get, let's do that. Let's get some YouTube. All right. How about let's just, I'm going to scroll up a bit. You scroll a bit. Let's pull some. Uh, I'm just going to say hi, some people. Let's do some shout outs real quick. Cause why not? You're here. You're hanging out with us. You deserve it. Major Matt, our buddy. Love you, pal. Jersey. By the way, Major Matt loves gambling. Like, he does. And well, he's good lot. at it. He's good at it. You know, he's a lot better than I am. And I'll tell you that much. Uh, Joe Girardi hater. I can get down with that. That's a strong mm-hmm. name. Isaac. Shout out to everybody here. Uh, Anthony. Um, Rally Matt, really mad. I'm guessing that is, but it says Rally Matt. Oh, that was the Andrew, uh, uh, Doc Andrew Painter's Doc Gooden guy. Good comment by you, Drew. Our buddy Drew in Westchester. Shout out to Drew. Is it, um, talk about someone. You think Drew Westchester's over the uh, the Eagles loss or not? No, I, I, Drew, Drew, Drew feels it. I know Drew. Drew feels <laughs> yeah, it. He Drew does. feels the pain. Drew feels the pain. Um, all right, let's roll here. Uh, how about this? Let's get who improves the most this season, Stott. Boom or Marsh. Remember, improves compared to what they were last season. That's a very good question. That's from Ross. Uh, I'm going to really go with. Question. It's a really I'm good question. With... I'm like struggling to think about it right now. I, I know I'm... what I'm going to go with, but I think it's a very good question. Ross. I'm going boom. I am too. I'm going boom. Um, it's, I the, think... it's the extra weight, like looking. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm such I, a sucker. Every year, I'm like, don't, don't. The best shape of the life. The, the, the this guy put on muscle, he's looking great. Don't overreact to it. Boom's gonna be awesome. He's can't do it. 20 homers, 2022. 20, what are we doing? 25. Here? Um, yes! <laughs> no, like, like I legitimately every time, I'm like, oh, like, oh, why would we ever fall for best shape of your life? And then I get like one every report time. about his gain, like 10 pounds, and it's just like, oh, sick. So he's gonna be an all star. Um, I I legitimately cannot wait to see Alec Baum this year. Like, and, and just in now, this is obviously reading maybe more far in than anything I've ever done, but in the one, the one swing I saw today, Looked like he was trying to lift the ball more. Looked like he was trying to lift the ball to you're, left. You're, you're taking small sample size to a whole new level. Yes. No one better. No one better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I saw more lift today. I was, dude, you know me. I'm a Cavsman. I, I noticed you, Oh, yeah. So so, so maybe, I don't know. I guess we might have new listeners to bot after the run. Hopefully. Check us out. Pod's awesome. We love doing it. The more people listen, the happier it makes us because, you know, we freaking love it and we want to keep doing it always. So um, uh, I forget what I was going to say. 
I like <laughs> I, good, I, I, I like good, calves. Yeah, like, uh, yes, think, Jack is a huge calf guy. Like as many times in our lives has said to me, Hey, look at that guy's calves, or some version of that, or like, wow, can you believe can you believe those calves? My buddy Tommy, you know my buddy Tommy, you've met my buddy Tommy, you've you've hung out at his house before. Also a huge calvesman. Huge well, calf. They just kind of stick out. Anyway, like like JT's calves are, are sculpted. You know, they're just sculpted calves. Uh, but I, but the first video of foam the other day, it was just like the legs, the legs look thicker. And when the legs look thicker, that's when the power starts to, to, to jump a little bit. Now people say, oh, I got to see the arms. Like what do the arms look like? Is that where the power's coming from? The power's in the legs and the leg. Like he just looked bigger. Like he, he looked like he was stronger than Reese and Reese is kind of just like big, strong, you know, um, whereas Boehm just looked strong, strong. Um, so if you can, if you can couple the bat to ball skills that he's already shown with like not being a slap hitter, I mean, that's always been the dream. And that's been the dream that we've always dreamt on is can he lift the ball? Can he go from being uh Yandy Diaz to like Jason Worth in a way? Um, so like the fact that Bohm could be in a legit, like he could be a impact bat that could start the year batting, I don't know, seventh, James. But if Cassiano struggles, nope. I, I, I'm, I'm I back agree. in him. I'm, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back I'm, in. I'm going to, I'm when he's great. I'm going to go back to my original take and said, I knew it all along. I might Can't be wait. more, honestly, might be more in on Cassie than, than you this year. Like I'm, oh, I could buddy. be more in. Oh, good. Um, uh, we're, we're both, we're both in. I'm, I'm, I am so ready to be hurt by that guy again. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. No, There's, I actually, I, I mean, what are the odds? He's not a good hitter. He was a great freaking hitter. People don't just fall off a map at 30. Like that never freaking happens. I guess well, unless, unless, you know, you never know, but like it never happens. It would be very surprising. It'd be very surprising. So, um, but yeah, I just, I think he's going to be awesome. And uh, I can't wait for the first spring training game to kind of see him. But yeah, I mean, really mad put in there. JD Martinez. That's always been like the, the, the perfect kind of comp for him is can he be JD Martinez? And, uh, you know, maybe we're kind of trying that direction. Um, well, uh, yeah, he's got to get a lot more pop to be, to be JD Martinez, but very similar hitters through, uh, their first start of their career. I love it. And look, he still is entering his physical peak. He's 26. He'll turn 27 in August, like 27, 28, 29. Like that's when guys like really start to really fully reach that physical peak. Speaking of really mad. Uh, I, w- I just want your reaction to this comment. I honestly, it's one of those comments where like, I don't know which way to take it. Uh, He says, how many fills have hit a hundred dingers before their 27th birthday? Not many, but Franco was one of them. Mikey (laughs) deserves a ton of respect in my opinion. Uh, Not sure if if you're being serious. Well, it's like it came up at like 21. No, no. I, yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, He's pretty much out of the league at 29, you know, like, yeah. like I saw him at a walk off ones in person, which was really fun. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm listening. Yeah. I will never forget the walk off against the Marlins. I mean, that was a, a magical evening. Um, wow. Mid-major. Matt come on. A There's no way you're serious. He's, 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 he's total bust. I mean, like, you know, whatever. Fine for a year or two. But holy cow. Yeah. Just mid, so mid, oh, wow. Really fun. serious. Wow. No, that's crazy. Um, mid-major. Matt threw money on Cassie. Lead the league in homers. So well, that sounds that's what we call bold. Oh, okay, Anthony. I'm happy you brought this up. Shout out to Anthony in the chat. Jack, obviously, us being um 
you know, different ages, definitively. Andrew Painter, definitively younger than you, pal. Um, and uh, was asked, obviously, about music. Is like, you know, it was a very funny thing. It was some kind of music. He was like, oh, I like old stuff, like, you know, you know, 2010s and 2000s, maybe some 90s. And it's like, like a real knife to the heart of yeah, many of kill. us. Yeah, tough. What was your take on the whole uh, music gate or whatever we want to call it here? Well, my first take was so like, what does that make sixties and seventies? Is that like dead classical? It's freaking that... dead people, is what it is. What are we doing here, man? I like, know. Oh my goodness. I mean, it sounds like he was into Sean Kingston. You know, sounds sounds like you know those kind of throwbacks. Acorn. Man. Um, but <laughs> throwback. It's not. Oh, it's not, it's not surprising. It's not surprising at all. He's it's 19. not. Look, he's nineteen. I get it. It's just like, it's. It's tough, man. Believe is, me, like is, uh, I was talking to our buddy Nick Earnshaw, you know, and he's like, "Shout out to know, Nick, twenty-one or twenty-two. Like an Akon right. song came on. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Back oh, in the day, yeah. he's like, "He's like, I don't know what this is," and I was like, "Come on, man, this is like middle school." And he was like, "What year was it? Oh six, oh seven? I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, that was kindergarten for me." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, did did the young kid become the, Shout the out old to Nick. man?" Shout out to Nick. I'm not ready to be like, I'm really well, not good. I'm like, you are this, built to be you an old go man. Full, you no, are but you want to go into man. my, you want to go into me and like my, yeah. my makeup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like as being an only child, I talked to mostly adults my entire life. So I'm way better at talking to older people than I am talking to younger people. You know? So like these kids it's at work, it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to you. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. you know, I, I relate way better. To, wow. to the older 40 plus year olds like you yeah and that i do the younger people because I, I like older you know like like old music totally. you're, gonna, you're an old movies. soul with that you're great with that you're phenomenal so, phenomenal just, with it it's gonna be i'm just you know it's it's getting sad to be me which is just another yeah. day yeah they look at the guy looking at you right now and wonder if he has any sympathy whatsoever if you're in this zero squat but you have, no but that's not nope. fair i think nope. i think you should have oh them. not fair you spent the history of this podcast making fun of me for being old and i should sympathize with you yeah when but you are upset that you feel old no way pal like suck it enjoy it but also i mean hilarious that you know the old guy here is the one with airpods on you're wearing like you know, freaking ancient like connect i didn't even know they still had those headphones like, like cord headphones like a, a a 75 year old man like my grand I, my, my grandfather's dead but if he were alive he would probably wear those headphones um I, you know just saying just saying but here's why right here's back why you, at you buddy enjoy but, it but here's why you should sympathize with me is mm -hmm. that you are cooked right you are <laughs> and, and i'm more in the I, i'm starting to realize what is in front of me you know what I mean? Like that's a dark place to be. In. So thanks, buddy. Yes, I think that's yes, why. Yes. So I'm the one who's like midlife crisis territory in life. You all are, right, buddy? which is yeah, why. Which right. is why so, I'm sure uh, you can't wait to wake up at three in the morning next, yeah. starting on Monday. I'm. <laughs> here's my philosophy on the whole thing. All right, here's my whole philosophy. Like the camera's been waking up at like four o'clock, three thirty all week. He's like super ready, bought glasses and a light, and it's like awesome. Like my alarm's going to go off and I'm going to get up and it's just going to become what I do every day at that time. Oh. And I'm just going to hope it's going to work out. That's, my, that's, that's, that's my way of going about it is, Hey, I'm going to go to bed earlier. Obviously 
during baseball season, I'm going to have to take naps during the day. Like that's going to be weird, but I'm going to have to figure it out. And then I'll stay up for the Phillies game. I'll go to bed right after it. And West Coast games will be fun because maybe West Coast games, I'll come home and I'll go right to bed and like sleep all day and then just stay up through the show the next day. There's all kinds of wild options for what my life could be. And I'm just going to figure it out. So it's going to be good, buddy. Good. I'm really happy good. for you. That sounds Thanks. like a really fun time. <laughs> sounds like a really hey, fun time. Hey, 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 hey. I will be done at 10 o'clock every day. Yes. I have a four-year-old daughter and I will be able to go to everything in her life i will be able to be there to coach her teams i'll be able to go to her recitals i'll be able to watch her plays i'll be able to like go to her school functions i'll be able to chaperone freaking trips and stuff like that so like you know what wow this 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 um it i'm just saying though like i that's what i really quick turn obviously i have to think about like the positives i have to wake up at 3 30 in the freaking morning every day jack all right and one of the big positives is that I will get to do all that stuff with Zoe and I'll get to be a part of her life in a way that like if I was done it, you know, if I worked at night or if I worked like late into the day that I wouldn't have the same freedom to do. So how about that? I'm spinning a negative into a positive, buddy. See, as someone who has almost made a career out of that on this podcast. I appreciate the effort. Thank I really you. did. Thank and, you. I, and, I, and I like, no, the, the good part of it is that you made me feel awful. Uh, like, <laughs> like two minutes after it. So like, thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you know that like, I'm going to be working until six. Well, your kid's later. too young for it to, un- to, to matter by the time your kid yeah, is. But I, yeah. Yeah, I leave earlier. It's like, it's going to be a whole thing. It's all. Yeah. Good. You're going to be, be kids. like I want your like schedule night- now. I know. Well, so do I. I mean, uh, that the saddest and I am not sad. I'm very appreciative. I'm very excited. It's an unbelievable opportunity. I'm really excited to to do the mornings. But like like w- middays in radio are the single is the single best hours that you can have in any job in any like I am not. I get it. Like I get that the last six years of my life have just been a freaking joy from a scheduling i mean now granted i do a lot of stuff after like for joe and john it's probably the best schedule of all time like i do have to do pods i do a lot of extra stuff and all that but just for radio hours like the midday show hours doesn't get better There's so no but 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 the real big question here is that i'm sure that everyone's wondering at this point is like how is this going to affect your high hope schedule like that's true i mean we're gonna sometimes well it won't really that much <laughs> like there won't be as many like like obviously playoffs and stuff like that. When it really matters, like there will be post game pods. There will just be won't be as many like late night pods. But like I'm done at ten every day, so like we could just record at ten. It's like, you know, so yeah. it won't be a big deal. Uh, the point is, we're still doing I hopes. It's not changing anything from that perspective. We'll be there. We're doing it. And look, there'll be I have the whole day. So like depending on days, we can record at noon. We were two on days where it's night ga- or or where they're off. I can record at six. We can do normal stuff. Like it's gonna be all over the place. But the point is, like the only thing that'll change is we probably won't do the after like a random three game Brave series in June. We won't record at like you know eleven o'clock on a Wednesday night probably. But that's pretty much the only change. Like it won't be. And and look, when the playoffs are there, I will my sleep will just suck. Like I will suck it up. I'll figure it out. I'll do whatever it takes. We'll be recording after the games. Like I'll deal. I'll figure it out. Okay. So that's my official statement. Good. Is that fair? Are I you good with that statement? That's no, good. It's a good start. We'll, we'll see okay. if you live up to it. But uh, the it's, your opening <laughs> your opening press conference was good. 
you know, your opening press conference. I think the fan base is sold on uh, on, on what you got planned. I'm happy. I'm happy. All right. Um, I saw another good comment I wanted to get to. Um, You made me laugh too much. Yeah, one more and then take. Oh, it's our wow. It's a long one, but you know we haven't done one in a while. Oh, this I this is why I want to do it. I want to do it. I did this for you. This is Good. for you. Yeah, this is because honestly, like you know, um, uh, as much as I've enjoyed this and the pitchers and catchers have got me going, I'm too bummed to go this deep. But this is for you, Jack. This is from uh, pa- uh passports, not passports. I expect the passports. Passports, pass sports. I'm guessing passports if it's P S S. Either way, one, uh, what current minor leaguers do we need to keep an eye on during spring training outside of the big three pitchers? Jack, the floor is yours. Uh, I got to remember which young ones are up. Like I like the the problem is, is like their most interesting hitters are like young. You know what I mean? Like how you yeah. and look, there's no there. spots for a hitter like the, they're They're all clogged up offensively. <laughs> no, like, no one's. Yeah. Outside about, of, if someone's like beating out Dalton Guthrie for the extra outfield spot or something. There's like, but there's not like the last couple of years was like Moniak, Hazley, uh, Bohm, Stott late in games. And like this year, I mean, off the top of my head, it's like, I mean, it's going to be Guthrie. You're going to see like Derek Hall. Uh, you're going to see like the, the, the kind of fringe players, but the, the difference between this team and, and the last couple of years is like, you would watch Stott late in games and like, can he be the shortstop going forward? You would watch bone be like, all right, is that the guy you back in the day, you'd watch Reese, you watch Moniac, you know, the, like, the good part about having a team that says world series aspirations is that you don't really have to worry about that stuff, you know? And like some of the batters, some of the hitters that drafted the last couple of years are like in the, like they're, they're all probably a year away from being in this kind of spotlight. So I, I, I again, no, that's it's probably the worst answer I've ever given on prospects. But like, <laughs> they're not here. You know what I mean? Like, the, okay, all the yeah. prospect guys, all the pitching. You mentioned guys, Andrew Baker before already. Like, I, I, I can't wait to see him pitch. You know, I yeah. want to see what he looks like. Billy Sullivan's a guy that was throwing the other day in camp. Like these guys that, that like the 2020 undrafted class. I feel like like almost all of them got hurt because they threw like a hundred miles an hour and like that doesn't really sustain itself well. So um, now they're kind of coming back around. Um, so I'm excited, excited to see like um, uh, Ben Brown and Chase. Ben, Antle didn't ben Brown get traded? No, there's another Brown that I'm forgetting. <laughs> okay. But, but not ben, yeah. There's like, there's like these guys that drafted in tw- or they signed like undrafted free agents in 2020 that like, we're going to start to see. So I'm more excited for the pitching side and, and spring training. We'll see more of like the possible bullpen pieces, you know, late in uh late in game. So that's exciting. All right. Take back. All right. Um, so like, you know, me, I'm very anti changes to baseball, but the more and more that I've like w- looked at stuff, like I'm legitimately excited for every rule change. You know, I was, wow, I was, even including the, uh, the second base guy. The Ghost Runner, yeah, yeah, I've come around the Ghost Runner. Me like, too, dude, trust me again, especially with I, morning show guy, love face, love Ghost Runner. Anything that's gonna end games quicker, I, I'm sorry, I'm in on now. It's just, it's, it's my lot in life. Well, I, first off, I think it all evens itself out over 162. Like, I don't, I don't think it's that huge of a difference. And like, I hate extra inning baseball. Like, I, I, I love that there's no clock in baseball. I understand that, but regular season extra inning baseball just turned into home run derby every time. And I hated it. I hated it. Um, like it just, it just turned into a terrible, terrible product. Um, by the way, I figured out today that Angelo covered the 33 inning game. 
Did you know that? No, I did. I had no idea wow. he covered the 33 in a game. He's there for every inning. It was like a 37 degrees. So wait, wait. What the I mean, so 26 the longest is game the most, in baseball history. The longest well, game in baseball. 26. History. 26 innings is the most longest game in baseball. Maybe it was like minor leagues or something. Might be in, in major league baseball, 26 innings is the longest. There's a 33 inning game that Angela covered in Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, so it's minor leagues. There's no major Probably. league baseball team in <laughs> what major no, league I baseball know. team. But yeah, I don't well, know. I that was that is, I mean, I, that might be the record for the minors. I don't know. I could look. Um, but yeah, so like you know, the the ghost runner. I, I, I just think it adds an interesting angle to the game. Like I, I've I've liked watching it. Um, so I I was opposed to the beginning, but I like it now. Um, the bigger bases thing, like we'll see, you know. But why not? Upset, right. If it is thirty three innings for a minor league game, so it's yeah. the longest minor league game ever. Okay. Well, it, yeah. The look at this. Paw target. There you go. All right. Paul's talking Red Sox. So you were like um, half right, half wrong. Half right, half wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like the bigger basis thing, like we've said it before, but if Theo thinks it's a good idea to save mm-hmm. baseball, quote unquote, like I'll do it. The shift, like I, I could have lived with it staying around, but like I, my whole uh, premise the entire time was like, I just want to see guys play baseball again and it felt like save we it from like- himself just it is what it is i i wish people could hit it where they ain't but like with how hard these guys throws and the lefties and all this stuff like they're just not gonna do it so like you know do we gotta do look that's what they've done in sports we talked about this like that's what they've done with like you know three second violations and you know shot clock originally and all this stuff like the, you know like sometimes the 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 thing in hockey with the blue lines like the two line pass, like all this stuff where it's like, sometimes you just have to say, all right, like whether or not, you know, it's, you know, people just aren't, aren't figuring this out. And we just, have, or someone has figured this out too good. Like the trap. That's why the, in hockey with the devils and stuff, it's the same thing as that, you know, it's just is what it is like between the shifts and the, the guys who throw really hard, you know, it's just not super fun to watch. So yeah, I'm with you. The Eagles tush push, you know, you got to outlaw the, outlaw that, the that's just dumb in the sense that that's just one team doing it. Like every team does the shift every team. It's not fun anywhere. Uh, like that's just like, Oh, you like, why doesn't every team do that? Cause they don't have a quarterback who squats through 600 pounds. Anyway, don't get me talking about the Eagles. I'm, 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 I've been happy. It's been such a lovely hour for me. Go ahead. Um, and the thing that I'm most excited about, and I thought I would hate it, but given everything I've seen in the minor leagues and the way that these guys talk about it, like the pitch clock, I think is just going to be, I, I think it's going to I'm so happy to have you on, on board on the pitch clock train as I've been for a long time. I'm so happy. I just think it's going to revolutionize how people, I think, I think it's going to legitimately put baseball back in like a, a really good spot nationally because like, I agree. it's going to take it. It's gonna keep the game moving. It's not gonna not gonna have the the the, the down time, and and I think there's gonna be a lot more balls in play. So, um, it, I I don't want to see the game change, but at the same time, like I, I it needs more action in it, and and that's been my philosophy for a while now. Like they need more action, and I think every single thing they did is 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 a, is an attempt to do that. So I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm not, and they need you know, a quicker pace of play, like. Yeah. Like they need the game to move. Like nobody wants to see some dude walking around the mound. No, like it just is what it is. Like, like games used to go way faster when we were younger, even when you were younger, I know that, you know, when I was younger, they certainly did. But like, you know, it's a fun, like balls in play action, fun plays, you know, triples, stolen bases, like stuff like that. 
and and a game that moves, a game where it doesn't feel like I can look away from the TV for for fifty seconds or a minute and not miss a pitch. Like it shouldn't be what the sport is, you know. Yep. So uh, I'm excited, and uh, and I want to see what they do, and I hope that they help the game. That's all I care about. Um. So all right. You need to let me get like excited for there's there's two there's two things that like that like I got like almost butterflies talking about how, like, wow excitement. This is first something. the first the first was Zach Wheeler putting his locker right next to Andrew Painters and right mm-hmm. next to Bailey Falter. Well, you know like, I love this. You know I love this. Right there. Wanna, everybody. Just print this the World is... Series tickets now. Yeah, just seriously. Like... Honestly, of all the things we've talked about this whole podcast, that makes me feel like they're going the World Series as much as anything we said. That and the, the Schwarber uh, bleep in Philly. Show. Yeah, like, yeah. Those are the two things. You're right. Those are the top two things, without a doubt. And Turner hitting a car, and then K-Long making and fun boom, of look at Oh! Oh, let's go. Um, but I think that's freaking awesome, man. And I think that matters. I think it matters. I just do. Uh, yeah, but the other I thing agree. is like, 100%. it's like I keep trying to calm myself down about Andrew Painter. Like I could be floating right now thinking about Andrew Painter. But then tonight, the the article from like Gelb or 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 Alex Coffee about how it's just like, yeah, I throw a cutter now. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like do you want me to just do you want me to, to, to just over joy from excitement so not only does the guy throw 100 miles an hour not only can he spot his fastball at both sides of the plate not only does he have feel for a curveball feel for a change feel for a slider now he's just like hey i got a cutter too like i i just i keep saying to myself james appreciate andrew Pan- andrew panner because I think we're about to start watching a Hall of Fame career. That's what like, I said last pod. I just, I think, you, I think we're seeing every if he stays making... healthy. Yeah, if he stays healthy, like that's a Hall of Fame. Like his profile is Hall of Fame. Like what he's done at his age, at the levels he's done it. Like that's Hall of Fame stuff. That's like multiple side young winner talent type stuff. Like those guys who do what he did at his age in Double A. Like Jack's talked about it so many times. Like. Yeah, and small sample size, but like 12 and a half strikeouts per nine to, to 0.6 or whatever it is, walks per nine. Like, that's crazy. Like, and he's 19. Like, again, like 99% of baseball players don't even get to double A at 19. Like, it's what he's doing, what he's done, and what he looks like is like real special stuff. Now he's a pitcher. Like, we always, Jack talked about this. You talked about this last pod too. Like, it's just, it's harder to wrap your hands around a pitching prospect and say like, all right, this guy, no matter what is going to have a great career because like, you know, it is what it is. These guys get hurt. It's harder to stay healthy. It's harder to stay consistent and all that. But you know, the profile is like hall of fame. Like the profile is like one of the 10 best pitchers in baseball, five best pitchers in baseball. Like he's, he's that kind of guy, you know, potential wise. So, uh, can't wait. Well, I might get <laughs> like when 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 his jersey comes out, I might have to. Just what number is but, he? Yeah, I don't think it's out yet because he's throwing. He's in the seventies right now. It's got to um, be a good number. We need a good number. I know. Ranger. I need something that's gonna pop. I'm just saying. No, I know. Ah, uh, it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah. See him wearing like nah, because Spencer Howard wore that. Ah, uh, it's gonna be important. I want him in. Yeah, I want. Like, yeah, I, need I think. So I think this. he wore. I think he wore twenty four. 
I can uh, see that. I can see. I had like, yeah. I I can see that. Um, needs to be good. Uh, last two things. Uh, shout out to our guy, our guys. Uh, but Scott Fransky and, and T Mac are going nowhere. So uh, the, the the Fransky stuff is is just massive. You know, like talk about having a, a postseason run for the ages. Um, welcome back into our lives. You know, Scott Fransky. So um, you know, the city is kind of reminded of of how incredible he is. Oh, and speaking of uh, the McCarthy family, yes, Pat, you are still dead to us. Um, yeah, dude. No, we're out on you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, you retweeted the Mets. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through my timeline, all innocent, whatever my Twitter timeline. And then I see at the top, I'm like, oh, Pat McCarthy retweeted something. I bet that's cool. It's the freaking Mets Twitter. Like, no, gross out. Just out, buddy. Sorry. I shouldn't say buddy. Guy. Out guy. Boss. Yeah. Uh, uh, Haas. Yeah. Chief. I could chief. Just a guy. Just a, Just a guy, Pat McCarthy. Um, so good news on that. And uh, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett, good news on that. Pat, you're out. Good news. Yep. Um, and then uh, Garrett Stubbs made the correct decision today. He said that dancing on my own is retired. Of course and it is. It, it needs to be retired. It's a yeah. one year thing. It was magical. Yeah. Time to move on. No doubt. No doubt. I, 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 as a, as a fellow member of the tribe i would have never expected anything less from garrett stubbs but just being wise and knowing what the right thing to do in this situation is so shout out to my my brother garrett stubbs well you're gonna watch him in the world baseball classic on team israel oh yeah man it's my dude shout out i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited i i i look i root for team usa because i'm american and that's my country i live here but like you got you better believe team israel is my number two team you're you're damn right it is you're damn right it is go yeah. go israel baby go we got this right. i believe in you guys game Kapler managing us go game. no i don't think so maybe he's probably oh! playing left field He's out there. You think spring training is more important than managing the WBC? Yeah. Does he have any pride? Yeah. Outrageous. You're a Jew or not, Gabe? Come on. Um. All right. Uh. I know you got to go on the radio because you're a big star these days. Yeah. Well, it's Phil season, so everyone remembers. (laughs) It's like Jack Fritz. Phil's time. Get on the radio, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yes. Um. All right. You got final thought. Final thoughts is, uh, I, James, I hope that this last uh, hour is, has been cathartic for you. And, you know, I hope to see, hope to see, you know, some life back in you because uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like you've been, you've been so like, you know, jumpy and angry and lashing out at coworkers. I was, that, I was, that, I was mean that, to you at one point. I was like, it touched me. Not really, not really, but like the tiniest bit mean. And I did feel bad about it. Smidge me. I felt really Pretty bad. Mean. I love you. Lucky, I don't ever want to be mean to you. Luckily, we did this podcast. Um, yeah. It wasn't really mean, though. Like, let's be honest. It wasn't. You've said was... way meaner things to me. No, into a microphone. Well, <laughs> I say it with a smile. You said it with hate. <laughs> Not hate for you, buddy. Hate for the Philadelphia Eagles in the moment and everything that happened in that that tragic day that will never, never be forgotten. February 12th, 2023. One of the saddest days of the last 20 years. Oh, and uh, and Trey Turner's a Philly. So, yes. And, and I will say my final thought is it actually did. Like, I really do. This was fun. The Phillies. I'm I love the Phillies. It reminded me that there is 
joy to be added in sports, even though it doesn't totally feel like it right now. So this was it. It was it was a positive, <laughs> positive hour for me, buddy, and it did help. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. you. All right. Thank you to everyone who showed up in the chat. This is awesome. We'll do it again uh, next week and answer chat questions. And uh, we're getting close. It's going to be awesome. Pitchers and catchers. We got uh, spring training games, like you said, next weekend. Um, was it Saturday, I believe, the first game? Friday or Saturday next 25th. weekend? Whatever. Are you, and you're going to spring training this time, right? Because they're all going? Finally. For the first time it's in 40, my You're life. 42, dude. It's like number one on my sports bucket list. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. So. I mean, you're going, obviously, you're like a fixture down there. It's like, what's spring training without Jack Fritz these days? Jackie Clearwater. Yeah. All right, you really do have to go. So let's do this. Uh, Pot will be up soon for anyone who wants to listen again. If you're a glutton for punishment, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be wild. And I love everyone who listened. We love all of you guys. Uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll continue to get the, the Eagles out of our system and focus on what's important, as Jack would say. The freaking Phillies are back. It's Fritz and Seltzer. <laughs>